Okay, hello and welcome back, everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexo, coming to you with another This Legal Life podcast. If this is the first time you are joining us, welcome. The This Legal Life podcast is all basically about having a life in legal relationships. We talk about everything from client relationships to colleague relationships to work environments, uh, the changing nature of just basically being a human being in legal. Today, I am very, very excited to speak with Sneha Ashtikar, who is the head of marketing at Juice Mundi. Sneha, welcome back. Welcome to this Legal Life podcast. Thank you. Hi, and uh, thank you for inviting me. How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm great. Not as good as you, so you, nobody's seeing this because uh, we're in the podcast. But uh, I'm in I'm in what's starting to be a very uh, hot summer here in uh, Florida. But uh, you are in the south of France uh, on a Friday, so living your best life for sure. What's um yeah? What are you looking at right now? Well, I'm I'm looking at a garden in front of me, so it's very green, and you know, spring is upon us. So um, mm. lots of. Uh, flowers and whatnot so um uh, very excited to also end my day with the uh with this podcast and yeah, yeah. i can go enjoy my french glass of wine and do all of the cliched you know french mm. <laughs> stereotypical <Well>, stuff <laughs> we love it we love it i'm living i'm living my life through you i can uh, i can just uh, imagine like a uh, like a beautiful white wine something uh uh something uh with a little bit of cheese and a garden, uh, like uh, beautiful. It's it's amazing. What um, you've been in France for for a minute. Um, you want to give us some insider tips on what's what's French life like? Um, yeah, what's the what's the deal with uh, with Fr French life? Good, bad? Yeah, what do you what do you think about it? It's it's well at the moment you know if I try to say uh, that oh it's excellent well it's not that excellent given mm. uh, I don't know if you've seen in the news of like course, all of yes, the yes, right? fire garbage fire in um, right. as soon as you get out of uh, your house like you have mm. uh, lots of garbage so not the best time I think you know to visit mm. Paris and be greeted with um, uh, the garbage all around the city but yeah. you know when you come back home you always have the french wine to uh sure. to unwind and i've mentioned i think wine uh many many times mm, <laughs> in the great. five minutes i'm not alcoholic but i think <laughs> french wine is the best wine uh, among you know all of the different wines around the world sure. um but yeah i mean um you know living in france the what makes it unique is you can really voice what you think mm. and that's what the people are doing at the moment that how dare you increase the retirement age from right. 62 to 64 like it's two yes, years right. that's too much so i think the french you know um uh somehow like i've also embraced that kind of mm. culture you know to like really speak up and not yes. take it from anyone really like yeah. for the so um, um i look at it from that perspective but when it happens every day and you don't have the metro to commute and go to work mm. or like, you know, everything just stops working. Like those are not the fun times when, uh, mm. when, uh, well, that's, that's what's happening right now. So, uh, um, um, but otherwise, you know, the, La France, like it's, it's, La it's a beautiful country. Yeah. Yes. We, oui, we, oui. um, okay. So that's a really good, um, that's a really good, uh, foray sort of into what we wanted to talk about uh, talk about today. Uh, before we get there, you know, I think that you've had 
outside of your your escapades in in France with the with French wine and with the la revolution all of this uh, and uh, and 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 we were talking off camera about uh, culture and the sort of development of culture and you know the thing about development and cultural development is some things always stay the same and then some things change so you're always just uh, nothing ever goes away it just kind of gets wrapped up into something bigger so it's nice to see that you know the same spirit of uh, 1769 and 1969 and all the rest of it has uh, stayed stayed uh, with with the French people and uh, you get you get a first uh, first first view <laughs> about that. But talking about you, you know, you have had a career in legal for quite a long time. Before you were at with Juice Mundi, head of marketing. Of course, you were a lawyer, something that you and I share. We were uh, you were an M and A lawyer, I was a litigator, but now we're both in marketing and growth and working in tech startups. <laughs> and you know, it's always fun to it's always just fun to just tell that story to uh, to 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 other lawyers. I, I like it. There's always a twinkle in people's eyes. So yeah, do you want to tell a little bit about? Why don't you tell a little bit about? Uh, you know, the path from kind of lawyer to marketing, everybody has an interesting story. Uh, you want to, you want to tell that little vignette, uh, as you, as you look out <laughs> into your garden and reminisce a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, as you said, um, uh, people who have crossed that bridge and now are the, on the other side of the bridge, you know, it's always, uh, good to look back and whoa, like I really did do that jump, you know? So uh, um, as you mentioned, I practiced law and uh, I did two law schools. I was crazy enough to do that, (laughs) you know, in, I grew up in Mumbai in India. And so I did one law school there and another one in Paris, all of that Mm. to finally quit practice. Like, you know, I love um, it. I love it. There's no (laughs) wasted work. There's no wasted work. It all just gets wrapped up into something else. I truly believe that. Yes. But having said that, like I use everything that I have learned, you know, um, Mm -hmm. in the past, like the lawyer, good habits, all of that, you know, I um, use it in my daily life now at Yusmundi and, um all of you know i mean if i hadn't gone to law school my second option was always like creative i wanted to work at an ad agency and this was before mad men let me put it out there mm. that it was not nice. like oh i watch suits so that's why i became a lawyer or like i watch mad men right, so right, i want to so be I at heard. like yeah, Ogilvy and Mathers or like you know those people yeah, right, but right, yeah. um that was my second option and um I did get into law school the one that yeah. I wanted to be in you know so uh, that's how like the legal path kind of started and yeah. I am totally fascinated by foreign languages so I mm. started learning Japanese and French back then when I was in high school like even before I started mm. like law school you know so Japanese I've given up because it's very, very difficult. But French, I always kept it, you know, uh, never imagined mm. that I, I would end up in France, you know, and I'm married to a French man now. So like, it, mm. it was, it's like the cherry on the top, you know, uh, but, um, uh, <laughs> but to say all of that, like, you know, um, the creative part was always mm. there, but I never got to experience any of it. Like when I was a lawyer, like I felt my wings were like, I couldn't fly, you know, Mm. so I decided for myself after five years, like, you know, when uh, the serious talks of like becoming Mm. senior associate or like being on that partner track and all those topics like were, you know, coming my way. And then Mm -hmm. I sat down and 
truly had to decide like what, do i want this or do i want to mm, be mm. somewhere else you know so uh yes, right. to, uh, not gonna lie like it was not evident um especially because all of my friends were lawyers so, so there's no one around well at least in my case yes, there was right. no one around me who was like non-lawyer you know so yes, it right. took a while for me to figure out like how do i want to go about this what do i do where do i even start but um, I went, you know, logical thinking, like a lawyer, sure. like, what can I do? Legal tech sounds like a perfect yes, idea right, to, you know, right, to right. sell myself. Like, hey, I used to be a yes, lawyer. Right. I totally understand, like, the lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, problems. And I speak the same language. So mm-hmm. why yes, not course. marketing? Because, I mean, that's the external communication and understanding, totally. you know, the target persona. And you can totally pitch yourself as having... Yes been there done that you know so i totally can uh, uh, do this role even though i don't have a marketing degree but easy to learn marketing it's not go from marketing to becoming a lawyer unless you you have to go to law school i mean uh, for that like you couldn't without a degree you know uh, just become a lawyer so um um i you know applied and uh um that was um i had a fantastic like conversation with uh, the mm. CEO of Usmundi we were totally aligned like you know uh, as to what kind of a CEO he is because mm. that all, those kind of topics are also very important yes. um, so yeah I mean I ended up joining in um, 2020 so like it's been mm. over three years and I went from being the lone marketeer yes, to right, right. like a team of five six people now so yeah. uh, it's been very oh. interesting to see I love it. And my career also like switch from uh, lawyer to like head of marketing. Yes, right. We could go so deep into this and, you know, commiserate on, um, on, you know, the trials and tribulations of jumping the bridge and being the first person. I'd love to do this. You know, I really, I, uh, I'd love to have you back because I think that this is a very interesting conversation and you don't have to go into marketing, but I, I think that there is a, obviously a very big opportunity for uh, those people who are in legal to expand and consider everybody, even if you're a lawyer, really consider yourself kind of like a legal professional, you know, and I think that title, it gives a lot of, um, and that verbiage and that those words give people a lot of leeway in terms of how they think about themselves. Because at the end of the day, the hardest thing uh, is really learning the legal culture and the legal acumen and the verbiage and the jargon and the manners and the customs and trades and la, 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 all of this kind of thing. Everything else, hard skills can very, very be, very easily be, uh, be learned. Um, so I think it's always a really interesting track. Um, and net, net, I think it's great for legal, right? For the, for the culture of legal to sort of be pushed uh, beyond its bounds. Um, but we're not going to talk about today. Today, we're going to talk about the power of community. And this is relevant because, well, one, Juice Mundi, of course, has a very strong community um, as part of its core offering. But why don't you just say maybe a little bit about Juice Mundi? And then let's go into the power of community. And we're going to talk about a couple of different little uh, li- little p- topics within there uh, about community and the power of it. But yeah, what's the connection between community and Juice Mundi? And maybe tell a little bit about what Juice Mundi does, too. Yeah, sure. So usefully we are based in Paris and New York and very soon in Singapore as well. Uh, we Our mission is very simple. We want to power global justice. And part of that, we believe that, you know, everyone or the entire legal community has a shared responsibility of uh, participating in this 
revolution of uh, marching towards the rule of mm. law, the global rule of law. Right. Because I'm rule of law in one country and then uh, yeah, right. in other, you know, so it has to be global rule of law. And yeah. us as a legal tech company, our responsibility is to facilitate access to global legal information because the yeah. lawyers or anyone involved in arbitration, you cannot go to the the, the proceedings, you know, without having the proper yeah. access to global legal information. So that's that's how we are doing our role, you know, to power global justice. So you see, like our mission is as mm-hmm. such that we could not do it alone, just sure. the, just the legal tech, you know. Damn. So um, uh, it comes with the the entire global legal community. So everything that uh, Usmundi has built so far has always been in collaboration with our users and all of the feedback that we get. So the community has always been at the heart of uh, everything that we do. And mm. even in marketing, you know, all of the actions that we do, like is always, mm. always with someone's photo on our LinkedIn mm. page. If you go visit, yeah, you know, right. it's always about the community. Um, mm. That led also to our second uh, baby, you know, Yusmundi uh, uh, Part yeah, two, right. like you know, we, yeah, we, right, we right. we're calling it Youth Connect, and it's yeah, right. it's essentially gathering the entire global legal community on mm. one platform. Mm. And um, you know, uh, the mission of Youth Connect is also very simple: promoting diversity, and you know, embracing new cultures, and you know, uh, mm. not uh, having the old male pale like sure. you know tribunal <laughs> yeah. when uh, you go to different courts and tribunals. Sure. So. Uh, all of that, you know, uh, um, is about the community. So um, uh, the the and the power of community when uh, mm. people come together. I think you know uh, you can go a l- very long way of uh, achieving like the greater good. You know, um, so yes. uh, so that's the goal of um, uh, having everything around community based, mm. and you know, all of us are aligned internally as well to. Uh, to embrace like different cultures and internally mm. as well, like, you know, driving, like marching towards the common shared goals and having those common values and all of yeah. that. So, uh, so yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's maybe start. That's uh, you know, global legal community is not something that many people think about at that sort of high level, but you know, it's some, in, in one way, it makes a lot of sense, right? The group, if you want to make a global rule of law and uh, you'd have to have a global legal community, um, why don't we start off by maybe just talking about maybe the virtues of, of community and around collaboration and around support, um, you know, and, and, and maybe just say a few words about why that is, what are the challenges specifically within the legal community about that? Of course, there's regulations and, and um, there's different cultures. There's, of course, I mean, if we get into the nitty gritty, laws come from different places. There's Roman law, there's, um, there's English law, there's, you know, things have really sort of come from different places. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's all just to say that at the end of the day, community is is a is a is a high value. It's a high virtue, right? And maybe you can just talk about why. I mean, what what what's the what's 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 underneath there about why community is important? Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of community, I think you know we also need to look at uh, what what's a good community. And in my opinion, a good community is um, a group of people sharing 
common purpose and having common set of values and you know uh, it can be as serious as powering global justice or mm -hmm. it can be uh, something very simple as uh, getting back into good shape you know and yeah. doing lots French of wine drinkers French yeah. wine drinker community <laughs> exactly exactly like wine degustation you know so uh, yeah, it can right. be uh, really uh, based on you know uh, uh, shared you know common goals so I think the the global legal community everyone agrees that uh, we need to have the global rule of law and mm. every single lawyer will agree that uh, rule of law is very important and mm. you know but uh, having said that like on uh, different countries have different set of values and it's not the same thing you know even if you want uh -huh. to have the common goal uh -huh. Uh -huh. the global rule of uh, law and all of that sure. it's not uh, it's not an easy path and um from from our legal tech perspective you know we uh -huh. we also we, there are lots of former lawyers inside usmundi so um, you know um we've seen also like the kind of values that sometimes are not the very best ones you know for the sure. Sure. <laughs> there's a legal community is highly competitive so it's exactly opposite of like collaboration so uh, how can we fix that so we took it upon ourselves you know internally why not having set of company values that are totally like dreams of some uh, lawyers mm -hmm. you know in mm -hmm. law firms mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. is by no means my all of my friends are still in law firms sure. but you know it's a highly demanding job yes. and um in inside usmundi we uh, we have four values like friendly committed explore, explorative and excelsior mm -hmm. and i yes. would like to highlight on the last one and it's mm -hmm. not about excelling at what you're doing it's a, it's actually about being humble being mm. uh, super you know um, um striving for your very best sure. but at the same time um you know also accepting feedback that you receive from your peers and mm -hmm. um, also you can make mistakes but don't repeat them and this in law firm or like in the legal community like sure. one mistake one comma missing yes. how it is uh, yes, but sure. i think you know it it needs to start somewhere so we also yeah. make sure that all of these set of values you know we also project them on mm. the the external you know the the actual global legal community that we are part mm -hmm. of so um i think um, um you know we we all need to have some set of values and the the be it legal law firm or the government or the company in house council wherever you are you know i think i think uh, that's a good starting point to think about it like okay we have a common mm -hmm, goal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why don't we also have common values that are company that help us towards marching towards that bigger goal right so yeah. uh, so yeah i'm i'm, I'm i think um, i'd like to highlight on uh, having those set of values you know uh, um to uh to actually have something yes. execution in in reality yes. yes maybe before we go to our next point because you know what we just went is is that community is sort of held together by a core set of values um that uh is a guiding post toward toward establishing sort of the community and that's what kind of keeps the 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 shape or the bucket of things can you talk specifically about how juice connect as a tech platform facilitates this because you know there's lots of online communities there really is and i think it's always very interesting to say well i want to start my own community and obviously technology 
technology can help in some, especially for if it's going to be a global community. Can you just get a little specific in terms of are there features, functions? I know we're, we're going to go from like so high to like all the way down to, to product, product demo. But, right, exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's interesting to sort of uh, correlate these sort of things because at, at the end of the day, they're actually probably much more related than you think. They're just looking different ways, but they're, they're almost back to back in a way. Um, you want to say a little bit about what does that what does that mean in terms of the product and the feature set and how you try to engineer that space, let's say? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, just a little um, uh, rewind on um, sure. how do we, you know, uh, create use connect. So we, we had lots of discussions with in-house counsel, the actual, you know, lawyer community uh -huh. and everyone involved in arbitration. So at the moment, we are very much in international law and arbitration. So I will mention yep. this uh, frequently in our chat. Um, um, and um, the in-house counsel, you know, with this new ESG diversity and all these, you know, good, good like movements that we are looking uh -huh. at the new, you know, um, uh, way of um, uh, embracing diversity and new cultures when you mm -hmm, are doing mm -hmm. those cross-border litigation or arbitration, yes, right. anything, you know. So all of those topics have become very much relevant, almost close to obligations for the in-house council to start respecting, you know, um, that. Right. So for them, it right. became a, a necessity almost that, uh, well, I'm not going to hire... I'm not going to have a tribunal full of male, yes, you know, right. arbitrators. So we need to have uh, diverse people. Uh -huh, My uh -huh. dispute is in, uh, in, um, in, I don't know, in Malaysia. Why uh -huh, would I have uh -huh. someone who is not from Malaysia on my sure. tribunal, right. right? Like I want them to understand the local culture and my dispute uh -huh. is like with the Malaysian company or whoever it might be, you know, so... Right. All of those aspects like became very much relevant in their hunt, the, pro the, the, the search for professional, you know, external counsel. So they had that issue. We are sitting on a lot of data. We are also talking to, you know, uh, lawyers and there are lawyers from all parts of the world and inside Usmundi as well. Like we have more than 30 nationalities. So we uh -huh. end up talking to literally like, you know, the yeah. Brazilians. Uh, yeah, that's right, the that's right, Singaporeans right. and the Japanese right. lawyers, everyone, right? <laughs> and for them, like, they also express that, yeah, I'm sitting in Brazil, but uh, I'd like to be more visible in yes, right, European right, market right, right, so that right, I get right. more work for the sure. Brazil-based, you know, dispute. So um, I feel, um, um, and I can confirm because I, I also work in the, in the mm -hmm. field, right? Like, there were a lot of uh, Europeans and Americans, right. you know, the That's let's right, say right. like more all of the the, mm -hmm. the usual, you know, countries yeah. like always getting the spotlight. So uh, there was also the need from the actual lawyers as well that I want to be visible, more visible. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how could we connect the dots? How can I connect as uh, Use Connect this in-house counsel who yeah. is, by the way, using Use Connect now? to yep. the relevant expertise because I want to look for very specifically someone who speaks Spanish, but someone who is actually Argentinian and not right. Spanish, Spanish, right. Spain, oh, Spanish, right. you know? Right, so, right, right. Uh, because actually like that's a conflict maybe like I want to mm. avoid that nationality, you know? So it, it sure. comes with like very specific search yes. criteria that mm. Connect is able to deliver Today, you can also yes. have, we also have filters, speaking of diversity, gender diversity, we also uh -huh. have 
filter male and female, you know. Um, That's right, right, um, right. In the future, maybe like we'll also introduce like age because there are a lot of talks mm. about like having arbitrators that are super now like, you know, senior members of sure. the legal community and who is going to come after them. Sure. So we need right. to give that opportunity to the young and up and coming, mm. you know, the rising stars of the sure. arbitration sure. community to have that experience because how do you get nominated if you never work as an arbitrator, sure. right? But how do you also get that first chance? Mm. What is out there to score your first opportunity to get that yes. nomination, right? Yes, so right, we right. we're also looking at the young, young rising, you know, uh, yes, stars right. from all around the world. And so the UseConnect platform, you know, anyone, if you are a lawyer, a qualified lawyer, you can have your profile, you can uh, fill it out. It's, it's you know, the usual drill, like as LinkedIn, like you can mm -hmm. have your nationalities, languages and that kind of stuff. And then we have one part that is fueled by our data. So from mm -hmm. the documents that we have mentioning, listing you as the counsel for the claimant or the respondent, whoever, you know. So all of that like is on your profile already. So um, the in-house counsel have, data back profiles it's not just a profile where you say i speak seven languages but have mm. no document that reflects that you can actually also deliver you know awards in spanish so mm. um uh, it's all data backed and so it's very transparent so that's also like you know the one of the goals that let's bring everyone on uh, the same ground so it's it's an and we as legal tech we are the neutral body you know to host mm. all of that we have no interest to promote one single lawyer all the time, right? Mm. So it's all transparent, and um, that's why um, you know I personally also uh, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Use Connect and mm. uh, slightly biased, obviously. But uh, you know, um, uh, being a woman of color, you know, it's it's extremely important for me to see all of these different developments happening and mm. very glad to be uh, working at a company that is actually, you know, doing uh, all mm. of that. Yes. Okay. Wow. Amazing answer. And thanks so much for walking us through the product. I think that's really interesting. God, you know, there's so many other things, which is, which is what, you, you touched a little bit upon this, which is, you know, the ethics of platforms and where do platforms, and we're not even going to go into that. Maybe we'll have you back on the podcast to talk about <laughs> the ethics of, of platforms, you know, maybe is anything actually never ne neutral? You know, of course we have, we have this conversation going on right now, which is what, is, what are responsibilities toward tech companies? Can they just be a platform? Do they have like, et cetera, et cetera, you know, a little bit different. Obviously we're talking about social media and Twitter and all of these huge, huge, huge platforms that are mediating conversations but you know nevertheless still very interesting things to weigh so thanks for going into that with us on sort of how 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 technology can mediate and how technology companies are being a platform let's say for the for for the idea of a global legal community okay so let's 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 shift let's go maybe to the next big pillar that we want to talk about and that is around professional development so the first part if i'd have to summarize you know what we just kind of talked about is how can how can community really elevate this idea of global a global legal a global legal standard or a global legal idea right that transcends but includes uh, one of my favorite phases in the world transcends but includes uh, all national national sort of um, national bodies of law so that's interesting and then Juice Connect's uh, role within this let's talk about the other side you know 
putting aside putting aside legal arbitrations and all the rest of it, and let's talk about professional development within legal industry and the power of community within professional development. Um, you've thought about this. What do you what do you think about the role of community for professional development? Uh, you were a lawyer. Now you work in tech, in marketing, all of this kind of stuff. But you you kind of hinted at the idea that. You know, sometimes you have to go outside of your own community to even get models of what else is out there. So that's just our personal, you and I share this this experience. Um, I had to go very, very far to find another lawyer who also worked in marketing, who also worked in startups, who also also worked in legal tech. It was a very far, far role that I had to travel. But, you know, there is a community out there. So, yeah, take that wherever you want to go. You know, professional development and community and the correlation between that. Yeah, so um, I think I'm going to look at my own uh, experience here, you know, and as you mentioned, um, uh, looking within the legal community, like I, there were too many lawyers around me and everyone was like, oh yeah, that's like the dream, right? Like quitting big law and then just working at a cool startup. Um, <laughs> but no one was actually able to like give me direction, like how yeah. am I going to do that? mentally financially and uh, you know relocation if that's what's you know on the table and all of that so um i i would mention that the what i got out of the legal community was also you know uh, this uh, fearless kind of uh, commitment that i am <laughs> going to survive you know that sure. stealth mode on like full time yeah, 24/7 right, right. so i had that like that kind of motivation that i was getting like you know out of uh, out of my friends, out of my senior, the my hiring partner was the first person to tell me, I think you should not stay in law. Mm, so, right, you know, right, I right. met those kind of people. Like, they, sure, you know, right. it seems like the creative stuff, like that's yes, where you're going right. to go a long way, you know? So yes, he made right. me, he, he just said that one time and then I was like... All right. Even the partner has realized that this is not yes, for sir. me. <laughs> so you know, it's it, uh, I met uh, people uh, like that who were also uh, not pulling my leg at the same time mm, because right. I was thinking to quit law. Yes. I right. also met people who were pulling my leg, but I choose to ignore them. And mm, I think right. everyone should listen to what their gut feeling says. You know, sure, and sure. go chase your dream everything you can, you know, you yeah, can make right. it happen, you know, with yeah, that kind right, of attitude. Right. But um, the, the, the actual professional development, oh. because mm -hmm. now that I have confirmed this premise that, okay, I should step out of yeah. law, but how do I actually make it happen? Um, we're looking at 2018 Paris, France, mm. where the startup revolution was booming. And yeah. this is, I know, like a super late, like compared to New York and Silicon Valley and <laughs> sure, London, sure. you know, I know I was always like kind of upset, like since the time <laughs> I had moved to France, like, you know, there's no startup scene out here. Like, it's so yeah. boring. Like, but anyway, with uh, the president, you know, uh, uh, doing yeah, sure. the internationalization of the tech industry sure. and whatnot, there were a lot of foreigners like coming and the startup industry was like moving a lot. So yeah. I immersed myself because yeah. I mean, I have to go hang out with the startup community, right? Like I'm not going <laughs> to hang out with just a bunch of, of lawyers and where am I going to go with that? I, I'm quitting law. So sure, there is right. no partnership totally. you know, totally. waiting. Totally. So I, I started going to, um, uh, there's an incubator in Paris. It's still there mm -hmm. very much like top notch. It's called Station F, Station mm -hmm. F. Um, and there was another one called The Family. 
Mm, there we go. Very right? good. Yes, they know what they're doing. So, yeah, totally. Um, so I attended lots of their events. Like I just went and, you know, it's an incubator. So you can literally like yeah. go and talk to the employees. And it's a small team of like five people working out of uh, on a desk, you know. So I exposed myself, immersed myself like in a different yes, community right. to change my mindset fully. Yes. That was someone like had to brainwash me like, okay, you're too much a lawyer right now with that. Like you're not going to go anywhere in the startup world. So you have to like mold yourself in becoming more flexible and not like, you know, uh, too much uh, squared and, you know, but anyway, so I met uh, lots of people, you know, who uh, told me how to draft like my CV that is uh, startup friendly, right? Like as stupid as that, like, I'm like, I know how to draft a CV, but my CV looked like a freaking track record, you know, on, uh, you know, like the lawyer CV. Mm. So, uh, um, so that was, you know, that was like, uh, super helpful to look beyond your own community to, uh, find inspiration, meet new people, change your mindset and, you know, uh, prepare yourself for the new walk of this new walk that, uh, I was marching on and I had no friends like, you know, uh, mm. as such. And this is also a side note, like do hang out with people outside of law school <laughs> so yeah. that you don't end up with too many lawyer friends, you know? So, yeah, uh, right. uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so professional development uh, is yeah. not, I think just about looking at your own community. Like there are lots of other yeah. different communities uh, that are inspiring and, you know, that are doing amazing things and you can always find the relevance of how can I take that good thing out of uh, whatever the startup oh. people are doing. So agility, like, can we talk about mm. that? To mm. having all of that, like in the law firm. Wow. Mm. Right. Like, you know, those totally. kind of goals. So I think there's always a, a, a correlation between different, totally different communities. Mm. If you like, you know, just look beyond and be curious, I think. Yeah, it's totally. For sake of time, I'm I'm gonna go to our next thing. But uh, you know, nobody can see this because this is a podcast. But you know, I was smiling the entire time while you were speaking because, of course, you know, this is exactly the same path uh, that I took as well. You know, I left, I moved to New York, I completely immersed myself in startup culture in New York, and you know, it was a whirlwind, probably the funnest year and a half of my life, just blowing all the money that I had in my savings <laughs> and just hanging out and going to parties and just just stumbling over myself but um at the end of it you know definitely transformed um and uh and it, all of it basically powered by by communities that had already been sort of like set up um and i really like your point about how integrating yourselves into other communities um really allows you to um merge these merge these things together uh in a, in a way so you know for 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 sake of lawyers out there, you know the the power of other communities and integrating other communities can only really make you better. Law can be very insular. Uh, I think, in part because of its sort of insular nature, because it's it's professional, because it's sort of jargoned and um, and all the rest of it. But you know, there there's so much value uh, to that. So let's let's move. We have we have about five minutes left, uh, and then we're gonna wrap up. But the last, I think, is another side of community, which is this idea of advocacy. So let, let's try to paint this a little bit. So the first part of this, we sort of talked a little bit about how you create a community, sort of the shared values. Then the next was 
how community can help with professional development. So builds everybody up. So once you, uh, you, once you establish, then you start building each other up and you're sharing, sharing and all the rest of it. But now you get to a point where maybe you want to advocate a position out to the world and you have maybe even, you know, uh, um, uh, a, a viewpoint, um, you have uh, a, a, a mark that you want to make on the world and kind of moving together as a community toward that toward that effort. Um, in the case of Juice Connect, you know, maybe you can talk a little bit about whether or not there's something that that an advocacy from the Juice Connect out into the world. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about the idea of advocacy together as a community and just what you've seen the sort of Juice Connect uh, world kind of does uh, in that in that regard? Yeah, well, if you're part of a, if you belong to a community, like it, um, uh, it sounds like a no-brainer, but you should also be able to advocate and relate yourself to a movement or something that doesn't exist, but we all know it's a good thing, you know, that we should be all uh, having. And in, in the case of Use Connect, it's uh, transparency in arbitration at the moment mm, that we are right. highly advocating for, and it's not easy but it kind of makes it uh, a little bit better being a French, you know, Paris-based part. It's like, let's do the revolution. Yeah, right, 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 the right, mindset, right. you know, um, uh, I, I'm looking at the French commun domestic sure, community, right. you know, to have yeah, that right. uh, spirit, you know, uh, to yes. always be uh, revolutioning against yes, right, something. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> revolting, uh, revolting in the best way, of course. Yes, yeah, yes. absolutely. But yeah, I mean, transparency and arbitration and just to highlight a bit on what does that mean in, in terms of uh, global legal community. If the lawyers don't have access to the set of like global mm. legal professional network and global legal data, how do you, how do you, as a future law lawyer, and maybe you're still in law school, how do you mm. educate yourself on arbitration law or all of the precedents and all of the legal opinions? So I don't know what, like, you know, uh, how does that happen for arbitration? Because it's all confidential. Well, it used to be the case, but since uh, um, a couple of years, mm -hmm. like that's like the hot trend now. And everybody yeah. on board that we don't need to know the parties names and all of the sensitive you know witness details and that kind of stuff like we can still publish the document as it is so that we we have access to the global legal information because we care about what the tribunal said and not like which company was it like we don't care sure. about that sure right we, we, right, we're right. here to learn the law right so we are we're big advocates at the level of use connect and use mundi for transparency and you know, it's not an easy path. Like we've uh, met people who are not against transparency. And we also respect, you know, that point of view, like uh, from uh. confidentiality point of view. Mm. But having said that, it's, it's, um, it's more and more becoming transparent. And I'm very proud to work at a company that is at the forefront of this revolution that I personally support as a former lawyer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, advocating um, mm. your own uh, opinions and one should have the platform also, you know, to uh, to be able to do it. Mm. So let's, um, yeah, I, um, I want to wrap up with just what you've taken away from being part of the Juice Connect community. How have you felt you've been transformed? Um, any sort of like when you step back and you sort of think, you know, you get wrapped up, sometimes you just sort of find yourself in this. But when you think about how you as an individual within a community, because we've talked a lot about the community as a collective, but that's just collectives are just 
individual people sort of wrapped in together. How do you, what are your reflections on yourself and how you've been changed as being part of, uh, part of this global legal community? Yeah, um, well, you know, as lawyers, everybody likes to talk. I, I talk right. a lot too, you know, uh, but uh, the, 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 what I learned was to actually sit down and just listen to uh, mm, let the other person talk right. about their experience, right? And, and part of the global legal community, you know, I go to different conferences and there are all sorts of uh, people from students to interns to very senior practitioners. And mm. the moment you launch these kind of conversations like transparency, diversity, I just like, give them that seed, you know, to talk and express themselves. And then it's good to be like, you know, um, uh, to listen because um, personally, I'm also very curious, you know, about different foreign cultures and whatnot. And that's a great opportunity, you know, to, uh, to, uh, to achieve like all of that. If you just give the other person an opportunity, even if they're an intern or whatever, you know, because in law, like hierarchy and all those kind of topics are like super um, um, prevalent, you know, than uh, sure, some yeah. other right, startup right. industries where it's yeah, flat right. structure and whatnot. So yes, uh, right. I would say it taught me to, yeah, I mean, also look at the younger practitioners, you know, um, I'm somewhere in the middle now. So um, um, listen and uh, be patient, I think, uh, mm. with one another. Yes, yes. I love that. You know, the idea of being part of a community really um, uh, forces you in some way or another to make space for everybody, right? And uh, in a way, uh, you don't have to agree with everybody in your community, but in some space, uh, what holds the community maybe at the highest is one thing that you all hold sacred. Um, I read this in a book someplace, you know, which is uh, uh, hold one thing sacred that nobody can desecrate and nobody can change. And, you know, that kind of what what makes you a community. And then at the end of the day, but, be, but beyond that, you know, make space for everybody because everybody's going to sort of view, view everything else in, in different ways, but you can be held together by that, by that one ideal, let's say in that way. So uh, communities make you better listeners. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's the takeaway, right? Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. So why don't we, why don't we end with, um, with anything? Tell us a little bit about uh, where you can get more information about uh, uh, Juice Connect, you know, the website, of course, and then um, tell us about your podcast. And then finally, uh, I need you to uh, give all of the uh, This Legal Life uh, community and podcast listeners a French wine recommendation. So let's end on that. But tell us first, you know, <laughs> the details, the details. Tell us about, you know, maybe your project, like the arbitration, and then give us, give us your wine recommendation. Sure. So um, for the to experience the power of global legal community, you can yeah. visit useconnect.com and cool. uh, have a look at uh, how the all of the filters and how powerful can it be. And uh, um, I have my own podcast, so this is this is always good to be on the other side and be a guest on someone else's podcast. And mm. um, it's a very geeky podcast called Arbitration Happy Hour, and I talk to a bunch of arbitration lawyers. Yay. Uh, this is my way of like vintage arbitration practitioner, you know, yes, just right. uh, still still there but not there, kind of um, talking about arbitration trends and topics. And um, thirdly, for the wine recommendation, I absolutely love the French white wine from Chablis. Mm. That's always been my favorite. Uh, that's also where I got engaged. 
So uh, oh, it's, so it's always like super cute, like story in my my personal life as well. Um, but yeah, try it out, Shavli for the for the summer instead of you know having the usual rosé uh, that everyone has. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds so so good. Uh, yeah, we love we love a good white wine. We love a good white wine in the garden on a beautiful summer spring day. So hopefully that's what you're going to be drinking after this. But Sneha, thank you so much for being on the This Legal Life podcast. You will be back, I promise. We're going to maybe talk about um, you know relationships with other lawyer turn uh, turn marketers or people who work and kind of like bridging that. We'll talk about something, but it's always really awesome to talk to you. And uh, yeah, it's great. I see I see a lot of your journey in my in my own so it's always very interesting <laughs> just to do that well thank you everybody for another this legal life podcast we will be back be sure to check out all the other ones that we've done we really offer everything in relationships from client relationships to toxic walk work cultures with your colleagues nothing to shy away from it's just part of the part of the process um you know uh the changing nature between artificial intelligence and lawyers and the relationship there yes i'm saying that there is a relationship between technology and lawyers and even ai uh and we'll be continuing to talk about today we talked about the power of community um and it was an absolute pleasure so thank you so much and thank you to sneha we'll talk to you soon thank you bye everybody Bye.